Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Tough loss for the Gopher men's basketball team last night, Jim. A win against a SEC team and the Missouri Tigers maybe could have kind of launched them into their season. Instead, they just kind of collapsed. They stopped making shots. It just went wrong against them last night, the last 10 minutes or so. Yeah, they didn't kind of collapse. Yeah. They collapsed. Yeah. Uh, six minutes without a bucket, turnovers all over the place, and consecutive plays. They had a 10-second backcourt call, unforced 10-second backcourt call, and they uh, then fouled a three-point shooter long after the ball was gone. Uh, tons of turnovers, tons of bad decisions, not making shots. They were in the bonus almost the entire – most of the second half it felt like. They didn't draw enough fouls. They didn't get enough free throws. It was a. I mean, the sad thing is, you know, we know that they're in a tough spot. We know that the odds are against them. And I'm watching the first half last night, and even the beginning of the second half, thinking, hey, you know what? This is kind of fun. They're making three pointers. They play really hard. They Cam Christie isn't having a good offense tonight, but he plays hard and plays good defense. Um, Maybe there's something here, you know. And then, really, I can't say that after I finish. Yeah, Dawson Garcia was leading the offense the first half, start of the second, and then that last 11 and a half minutes where the Gophers just stopped playing while he didn't get the ball anymore. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he ends up 4 for 12 from the field, um, so he wasn't efficient. He also, as you said, he still was a, you know, they hope Cam Chris will be their best player. Right now, Dawson Garcia is by far the best player, mm-hmm. most accomplished player, and, you know, they let Missouri deny him, and, and you can't do that, you know. Every defense tries to deny every good player. you got to find a way around that. Mm-hmm. I was watching one of the huddles there. They had the camera outside the huddle, and, and it wasn't Ben Johnson explaining the upcoming offensive set. It was one of his assistants. Is that pretty common? Uh, Dave Thorson, a longtime kind of legendary high school coach, won a bunch of state titles. Beetle mm-hmm. Sal went on to be a head coach and, and kind of a, a top recruiter and head coach other places in college basketball. He and Ben Johnson are tight, um, and Dave is, Dave is his right-hand man, and Dave takes Dave, Dave's a great X's and O's guy, so sometimes Ben lets Dave handle certain situations. Uh, but it's not a regular thing. He isn't always in charge of that. Um, you know, I actually haven't asked lately whether Dave, you know, handles one, you know, offense or defense or special situations. I can find out. Uh, but Dave is a, you know, Ben doesn't. Ben relies heavily on Dave, mm-hmm. um, so it's never a surprise to see Dave take over a huddle. Yeah, uh, go for football team kind of sacrificial lambs potentially tomorrow against Ohio State. They don't they have a hard time beating Ohio State when the Gophers are having a good season. So I just yeah. hope it's not too big a bloodbath tomorrow. Yeah, uh, obviously the Michigan game was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. You would hope that tomorrow that you know tomorrow won't be. Um, you know, listen, sometimes good teams. Overlook bad teams. Sometimes bad teams rise up and make it competitive. I mean, that's the best hope right now. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State would really have to just completely look past the Gophers, although they could. I mean, it is Michigan for them uh, next yep. week. But but honestly, I think they probably can overlook the Gophers and still win. They have so much talent. This Marvin Harrison Jr. sure looks like uh, the real deal next star wide receiver at the next level. Yeah, he. it's going to be really interesting. There's so many good quarterback prospects coming out next year's draft. But Marvin Harrison might be, you know, the next Justin. He might be the next Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's got everything. He's got size, strength, agility, hands, makes contested catches. He's fast. He knows how to play the position. He's phenomenal. So 
even with all the good quarterbacks out there, I would think that he's going to be a top three draft pick. Kickoff tomorrow at 3, our pregame coverage at 1 o'clock here on KWLM. Uh, Vikings injury updates. Jim, what have you heard? Who's not going to play uh, this weekend that otherwise might? You know, they're actually really close to being pretty healthy. I mean, there mm-hmm. are exceptions. Caleb Evans is out. Okay. Uh, so Makai Blackman's going to start at cornerback. Evans, you know, he hasn't had a great – he's been like a lot of the defenders. He hasn't had a great season, but he's made enough plays, and he's certainly competitive. Um, he had a big hit early in the game last weekend that helped. Uh, the Blackman has been coming on. I don't know how much they lose there, but you don't still like to lose a healthy cornerback. Um, Madison, concussion, I don't know if he's going to play. I think this would be a great week to give him off and see what Ty Chandler and Wongwu can do. Um, you know, Brian Asamoa, I don't know. Um, it would be nice to have him with Hicks in there, but he has. they just haven't been high on him. Obviously, this would be a good bounce-back uh, he could really prove something if he could play well in this situation. But the big one, other than that, they're pretty healthy. And the big one is Justin Jefferson. We just don't know if he's going to play or not. My guess is he won't, that they'll be ultra-cautious with him because if they lose him, they lose him for the rest of the season with that hamstring. Uh, but we, don't, we just don't know at this point. Yeah. Uh, did you say K.J. Osborne, did you mention him? Is he K.J. Osborne back. Okay, very good. So they certainly can uh, can use him, and he – I don't know, does he become the number one, or is it still going to be Jordan Addison kind of acting as number one, or isn't there really one without Jefferson out there? I really think Addison's the number one. They won't mm. say it out loud because they don't want to insult K.J., but yeah. you know, as I always said, if, if they thought K.J. was a great number two, they wouldn't have spent a first-round draft pick on, on Addison. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, Broncos have played better lately, three straight wins for them. You know, Sean Payton was taking a lot of heat early in the year, rightfully so. He had some unsavory comments about the previous head coach there, saying it was the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. And then they start out poorly as well. But it looks as though he's got Russell Wilson kind of back playing more like Russell Wilson. Yes, uh, he is. You know, nobody likes Sean Payton. Uh, <laughs> right. But he was right about the previous head coach. Yeah. The previous head coach is an idiot. Uh, and he has gotten what Russell Wilson back on track. Uh, Russell isn't quite the mad bomber and the Hall of Famer he was during his heyday in uh, Seattle, but he is playing a lot better, much more efficient, much many fewer turnovers. He's making kind of creative plays, under control creative plays, uh, and he's being. It's it's just so clear that he's being better coached than he was a year ago. Their receivers are pretty good. They've started getting a running game to Javante Williams. They have a good secondary. They do give up a lot of rushing yards. To me, if you get Ty Chandler going in this game, that's the way you win this thing. And uh, as uh, you know, they're still they're in a playoff picture uh, right now for the team with Josh Dobbs uh, quarterbacking. Vegas still doesn't believe in him, though. I don't think they have the Vikings underdogs again uh, this week in Denver. Is it partly that they're still waiting to see if Dobbs really is who he's looked like the last two weeks? I think, I think the fact that Denver has been hot, that Denver tends to have a really good home field advantage combination of really loud crowd and altitude, um, and the fact that, yeah, you're, you're without – I mean, you're still – Dobbs has been a great story, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot there that is very legitimate uh, about the way he plays. But you are talking about a, you know, a fairly average team on its third quarterback without its best player, and now they lose Hicks to an injury. I mean, if you're looking at it objectively – and you're not kind of caught up in the excitement of watching Josh Dobbs do what he's done. Mm-hmm. You're just looking at numbers. 
it's pretty easy to downgrade the Vikings. Now, yeah. I, I, you know, what I keep saying is let's not let's not downgrade this story you know, in Minnesota before we have to. Let's enjoy this. He's yeah. been spectacular. That's right. Uh, and Brian Flores has done a wonderful job, no matter you know the last seven weeks or whatever, six weeks with who, whomever he's had. But I understand if you're Vegas and you look at it and say, okay, they're losing their, their one of the best defensive players, uh, starting cornerback. Uh, they're on a third quarterback. No Justin Jefferson. Maybe no, you know, Alexander Madison, whether that's a plus or a minus, you know, we can debate. I mean, there are reasons to think that the, the Broncos should be favored. Uh, your column uh, came out uh, last night, I think it was, uh, about Rocco Baldelli and kind of his uh, offseason heading into it, although I'm sure he's, he's very busy as we head into the free agency period and roster changes and all of that. And, and uh, boy, he seems to have fit in really well. The Twins have a great season, and Baldelli's such a huge part of that. Is he involved in these free agent talks with the front offices? All uh, uh, If they're saying, hey, we're, we're going after this guy, what do you think? Do they do that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's part of the management team. Um, he's, you know, because he has twins and, uh, you know, he's such a grind for managers, he's kind of taking a little time now, but he's involved in all the decisions. Um, they just, they, you know, Fowley is kind of a modern manager, so he wants everybody's input. And then, of course, he has to make the final call, but he would prefer it that, he would prefer that the key, the core group reaches consensus. If the core group doesn't reach consensus, then he has to, you have the final say, or as in the case of the draft, he wants the he wants the scouting director, you know, to make that call. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's empowered, he's empowered to do that. He lets Baldelli make the in-game decisions, but he certainly wouldn't go after a free agent or a or or make a trade without Baldelli's input. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at Five Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.